welcome to the Tribe Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Tavy, And I'm Corinne. This is a place where we discuss everything Black. Black culture. Black music. Black fashion. Black love of all kinds. And most importantly, we talk about cannabis. We celebrate all that makes us unique. A new episode every Friday. Come join us on this journey as we build our tribe. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. I'm your host, Tavi. I am Corinne. I'm your co-host. Sorry, I never explained that. <laughs> so I'm just here, y'all. By now, everybody should know, and we are back with another episode, and today we are actually talking about a super fun topic. We're going to talk about the election season, the campaign, and everything going on around that. <laughs> interestingly enough starting off season one of tribe podcast our very first episode we actually recorded around this time last year and our perspective ideas are of what's going on with the election at that point in time we had bloomberg and biden and trump and a number of other people running Mm -hmm. the president at the time and now we are down to the wire it's October, and by the time we're recording this episode, it's October 2020, and we just experienced our presidential debate, but today, right now, we are also experiencing the fact that President Trump is in the hospital. So, Corinne and I just wanted to make this episode and kind of talk about a lot of things surrounding politics, not only our opinions of the presidential debate that we both are that we both experienced but also how we feel about what's going on right now and our ideas of what the current state of the union is going to be for our country like i don't know we're not politic people we we rarely ever spend that much time on it but you don't need to be a politician to discuss these things this is our country we have to stay on top of things and it's affecting us so Corinne what do you think about what's going on right now where do you want to start so first off I just want to start by saying like voting the overall like idea about voting and like registering to vote everybody who is literally from the age of 18 to about 35 should be voting seriously like I understand the options are honestly like slim slim. they are so slim um (laughs) It's like a piece of hair. That's how slim it is. So it's an obvious choice of obviously who we don't want to be in there. Biden has kind of showed us in many ways, (laughs) as we've seen even last year, of just, you know, who he is as a person um, and who he could be as a president. And no, no, not everything that he says is um, going to be agreed upon, especially in our generation, especially. But we cannot have trump back in the office again what i'm saying is is that if you have access to like apply for absentee ballot or like voter registration or anything mail it to your local office have them send you the ballot so you can be voting when the time comes and be able to get it to mail on time that's where i want to start off um now (laughs) i want to move into my source of like where I get my news from mostly, and that's mostly on Twitter, because Twitter does have like a news feed where you can kind of see what's going on currently. Um, This is actually live on ABC right now, but they're saying Trump continues to improve and could be discharged from the hospital as soon as Monday, physicians say. Um, So there's a couple of bullet points that are here. 
They said on Sunday afternoon, Trump's physician said he, his health continues to improve and the president could be discharged as early as Monday. The president started steroid treatments, including dexamethasone. President Trump also completed a second dose of antiviral drug called remdesivir. And on Saturday, Trump released a video from Walter Reed Hospital saying he was feeling much better. The last one, which is very interesting to me, said the president will not return to the campaign trial for now. That That is, that is the... That is the sentence that froze my face. I was like, oh my God. See, before we even like dive more into that tweet, I just wanna take a step back and just say the presidential debate happened recently with him and uh, Vice President um, Joe Biden, well, former Vice President Joe Biden. And that was a, it was a a storm. It was a mess. It was a a raggedy mess um, to say the least. But I do recall thinking when that debate ended, I was like, I feel like something's gonna happen to stall this whole process yeah. because the elections are literally one month away from what, today? When's the, the election, November 3rd? Yeah, November 3rd. And here we are like l- less than a month before <laughs> that. and. Here now, the bullet note says he's not doing the campaign thing right now. Yeah. No, that's that's not. You don't get to sabotage, you know, your campaign. I don't think that's right. I think it's suspicious, and I'm not trying to say that Trump's not sick, but there's a, a huge part of me that doesn't believe that. I don't. I don't really believe that he's not going to be able to uh, function. I feel like this is all for show and I think there's a bigger agenda. Um, actually, uh, I don't know if you, if you saw this, Corinne, but Kelly Rowland had a whole thread on um, Instagram recently where she posted... Really? Huh? I said, really? <laughs> yeah, she posted... She didn't really believe what was happening with um, Trump. So when he was diagnosed with COVID and they said he went to the hospital, she was like, no, this is... Um, this is like some BS, this isn't really happening. And um, she pulled up some receipts and she called it an October surprise. It's October now, y'all. So it's a a US political jargon. An October surprise is a news event that may influence the outcome of an upcoming election, whether deliberately planned or spontaneously occurring. So she posted that to her story the definition of October surprise mm-hmm. and um, these kind of things really can they really can um, stir an election one way or the other and that's scary because this whole COVID thing could be the October surprise if so it's just a way to delay the processes of the election yeah so with Trump getting COVID from like my opinion about this he a lot of people had theories and the theory that makes the most sense to me out of all of it is the was people saying that he was doing this they were trying to say for attention i'm pretty sure he was doing this to kind of like divert um from like that that shit show that happened the presidential debate um because a lot of people um whether you support him or not you knew what, what he was saying was just 
you knew the the claims and, and just the statements he was making was a, was a personal headache. I didn't watch the whole debate. I watched clips of it and the clips I seen, I could not even imagine sitting there for that whole entire thing. I think that him having the virus honestly is, is a diversion. It's kind of like something to kind of like slow things down and he's using COVID as a, as a way to kind of like push that. He's kind of one of those people who's using COVID to, how do I explain this? For example, it's like people who are in restaurants and they're like, I can't take your order because of COVID. Like, it's, he's doing that type of thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like, like you know. Get out of jail free car situation. Yeah. It's a little immature in my mind because, okay, again, I'm speaking as if I don't believe he's actually sick. Because mm-hmm. if he is sick, I feel like, I feel like it would have been more obvious at the debate. I just, he seemed to be in perfect health and there's no way that now he's, and, and now he's saying he's fine. If he said he's fine, there shouldn't be no off the campaign trail or whatever the thing was. Right. Because he said he's fine. He's feeling better. Right. So what <laughs> but then also, I just want to, I just want to say like, okay, I think he was being immature at the debate, um, interrupting Biden all the time. Um, never really have anything of substance to debate, to discuss, no actual facts to really beef up any of his any of his arguments. And he would deflect many times when the moderator was speaking, so much so that we'd get off topic. I mean, there was a there was a point when he was asked about his opinions on the Affordable Health Care Act and how he plans to change it because he wants to get rid of it and he wants to take his time to make it better and all these things, like specifically about the Affordable Health Care Act. And then he went off on a tangent about um, what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said about the amount of years anyone can serve as a president or in a political position, period. It's like, what does that have to do with the Affordable Health Care Act? So now that I think about his deflecting, immature responses, and his inability to be a team player and to respectfully debate as a professional and give Biden his time. I'm like, okay, well now with this diagnosis of COVID and this sudden hospital scandal, just as dramatic as the impeachment thing that happened last year, mm-hmm. it's like, it's he's just doing that because he doesn't want to leave the office. I feel like he's during a tantrum in a most political way possible. He's finding the best way to make it so that it's difficult to get him out. Eventually, you gotta leave. Even if he did another term, eventually you had to leave. You can't hold on to your presidency by pretending to be sick. That's not how that works. And now people are pushing for Mike Pence to move up immediately and become president. I don't know if that's the best course of action either. I really don't know what this country needs because we don't have any representation in those slots, you know, that's representing the diverse country that America is. America Mm -hmm. is so diverse, but the people at the very, like, helm of it aren't. And it's like, how are we going to vote for these people who don't look like us, think like us, care for us? They don't, they can't relate to us. So with this whole Trump thing and this fake illness, I don't know. And what those those medicines he was taking, I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? I don't remember reading about those at all when COVID first was in the U.S. So this is just a headache, really. Yeah, it's it. I was saying to Tavi earlier, like when we first looked at the medicines, they look like they look too close to Clorox and peroxide, like the type of substances that you would see in things like clean surfaces. Like it did not look real. It didn't look like, you know, something that you should be ingesting, but 
that's neither here nor there. But going back to what you were saying about representation in the office, um, I feel like that's even more important now than ever, especially after everything that was happening over the summer with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything. Actually, um, his supporters, him in particular, Trump, I'm not really scared of. It's his supporters and people who believe in him and believe that <laughs> and believe his values and you know the things that he keeps promising to people and it's almost annoying because they're using this as a platform to be racist to you know be just awful people just like you know classes too because i was thinking about like you know that whole scandal coming up about him not paying his taxes oh my and God. then it's like <laughs> yeah you know and then it's like and then i remember me and my friends we were talking about this it's like um it's like could you imagine someone who lived in a low-income area or they lived in like you know assisted living or they lived in you know even the projects or even living in an apartment building if they did not even pay their taxes for a month like you would get arrested like you would get called to court but someone who's making like almost five hundred thousand dollars a year and living in the suburbs has their own like eight bedroom home if they didn't pay their taxes for a whole year nothing is really going to happen to them and that's very true it's right. like it'll take a lot to get them to court they'll keep avoiding it you know they could probably be you know running around here like literally a whole criminal a whole federal criminal and <laughs> it wouldn't even matter because they have the money behind them to back it up about that um but like with him his supporters um, there was this TikToker, <laughs> you know about that, this <laughs> this TikToker who went on there and he was saying that, you know, like, if Trump wins, then he was going to attack people who support Black Lives Matter. You know, he said, like, people, you know, the Antifa people, he was just, it was a lot. He was just saying that he was going to personally, like, come for them. And he said that they would personally come for come for people who support Trump because like that's how angry and mad we would be and it's like and it's like people like him make it very scary <laughs> it's terrible because it's enabling violent behavior and mm -hmm. it's unfair because private citizens we have to worry about now our own safety and well-being because people are running this country into the ground it's like what can exactly. you do it's just it's so disappointing um and then the whole thing about the whole tax fraud it's like it's a it's a big crime to commit like not paying your taxes was the problem plus how are you the president of the united states and then you get out you get up there on camera <laughs> in a live debate and tell the world you don't want to pay your taxes exactly Barack obama <laughs> never ever ever said anything as immature as that Everyone knows people don't want to pay their taxes because they feel like they shouldn't have to give so much money to a government that doesn't really help us in the way that we want to be helped. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good um, programs that help my family, that keep, uh, keep a roof over my head, but there's still so many things that are lacking in infrastructure, education, women's health, health in general, all types of things that the government should do better and people feel like, well, our money should, it's our money shouldn't go there anyway. You're gonna send it to Afghanistan and put it in tanks and missiles. I, I get that. But I also feel like you make so much money 
you should be taxed accordingly and then you should pay your portion that's you know what you're supposed to pay and i don't think you should be able to get away with it and also be able to be the president like that doesn't make sense you i think the president of the united states should be a model citizen and whatever definition of model citizen you have is whatever because the definition of a model citizen changes with the decades changes with the times so i think a model citizen for us should be someone who pays their taxes doesn't have crime and racism in their history doesn't um sexually assault or allegedly abuse women or doesn't steal from children's charity <laughs> doesn't do any yeah. of those things you you shouldn't have those stains or skeletons in your closet you should be a model citizen right. and i don't think that he is he even he even not to his defense but like he did say in that debate I, before i was president i was a regular business person or whatever he was trying to say like i wasn't even a public figure in that way i was i was just a business guy i'm like that doesn't absolve you of anything but i guess to give him credit that's true he had no real political mm-hmm. aspirations or knowledge so he didn't know anything about this kind of stuff so he's really sitting here trying to run a country with the mindset of someone that's not trained in this area and right. people really trying to take him serious and like really give him credit and really listen to him and take his it's like what the heck is this oh my god <laughs> yeah i horrible I- yeah it is it's awful i was gonna say like like going off what you were saying about him um about him saying he was just a regular businessman that to me just says i wasn't qualified for this job but i still got hired like that's literally what he said i don't think he thought it was going to be that hard i think he thought it would be a rather easy job because he probably didn't take the obama administration serious he he was actually such an angry Twitter user for years during the Obama administration always complaining all the time like as if he was an entitled American you know who would have thought and you know he spent all that time thinking the job was easy peasy now he has a job and he's probably stressed out he probably doesn't care i don't know i don't know what his angle was like what is his angle at this point because all the stuff that he was spewing out back in 2016 is not what's happening in 2020 think his perspective and his his goals have changed mm-hmm. so no one's talking about building a wall right now everyone's talking about not dying from covid that's true but he also still like you know pushed out the whole idea that it was a chinese virus you know yeah, still saying like the chinese, like, the china virus the hong kong yeah. virus he keep calling all these names and i'm like that's racist he even yeah. called that's so racist it's like why do you call the chinese virus Why? It's it's like you know it's like it's not the wall but it's still something race like you know he's still being racist but just with different races yeah so. yeah still racist just a different flavor I guess it's like <laughs> it's like when the Spanish flu happened it wasn't really the Spanish flu it was actually I think what was it the German flu it was actually the the flu actually came from uh, European white European mm-hmm. but the Spanish were the first people to say something about it. Yeah. And that's why they call they blamed it on the Spaniards. But but it wasn't the Spanish flu because the French had it, the uh Germans, the Americans had it, and I think the Russians they all everybody got sick before the Spanish got sick. But nobody said anything. 
it's like that's horrible so how do we really know it really started at Wuhan the Chinese, exactly. the Chinese people were the first to, to whistle blow the uh, pandemic and we saw those disturbing videos of people being extremely sick it looked like we were watching a horror film like seriously but how do we some people say COVID was already in the states before we found out about it that people are already sick over here Mm-hmm. How, do we, how, how do we know that an American didn't get someone in China sick and it was how do we know that how do we know that the virus didn't start in Europe how do we know that right. going back to like you said like representation in the office um, I was going to say the one representation that we did have but she didn't really um, help us out that and by us I mean black people um, Kamala Harris she was supposed to be uh-huh she was supposed to be like that person like you know like she was gonna be like one of the first black women presidents would have been great but like <laughs> but her values just were all messed up and people didn't know whether to root for her or to be mad at her because she you know because it was like that weird space where it's like you want that to be like the you want that to be like great like that's the first woman president and she's black like that's great but like you know but then she's talking about like you know the prison reform and like what she doesn't want to happen and it's like okay so it's like (laughs) you don't know whether to be like oh yeah we can deal with that or like or just you know you don't know if you can trust her right so you don't know if you can trust her like what about our innocent black men that are in prison? What about our black men who commit the same pri- crimes as white guys, but exactly. the white ones are running around free? Like, we don't know if we can trust her. That's what it is. Like, I know some people who are so excited to vote for Kamala Harris. They're like, oh, I'm so happy. She's one step closer to being president. We have a female vice president that's black. That's crazy. That's all. But I, I can't really get, I can't really get behind that. And I don't want to go on record and say I don't support Kamala Harris. The fact that she's in the position that she has now is a major feat for black women ever everywhere because again like it's just a big it's a big deal it just is and i want to be happy for her i want to believe that if she was vp of the u.s that in her position she would fight for justice and fight for the protection of black people this could be another topic but like the fact that the whole topic of black men we want to feel sorry for how the black men are being treated but what about how black men are treating us? Oh. And, and now you're like, no, Kamala Harris wants them to be locked up and da da da. At this point, I'm just like, okay. That's a whole nother episode, y'all. But- it, it, it would be petty of me to be like, oh, well. Right. But at the same time, it's like, they're not trying to support us, like, at all. That's, yeah. What That's if that's very true. a man would, would, uh, would her prison reform be looked at in the same way? Probably not. It would probably be worded differently. It would probably be received differently, definitely. Well, make the black woman look like an angry, hating, you know, non That's true. They, they love to make us look like the bad guy. When How do we know she isn't trying to look out for us in a way? I don't know. I have yeah. to look, I have to do my research more on Kamala Harris, to be honest, you guys. Like, I don't know much about her except for the fact that she's like Indian and what Jamaican or something or Indian and something like that. <laughs> and now there's this whole thing where 
they're trying to brand her as Indian and not black or I don't know. It's just strange to me. All of a sudden the Indians claim her, her culture. I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you trust her? Honestly, at first looking at, you know, kind of like what she was putting off, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. It looks shady to me sometimes when Cause as soon as black people start saying, I don't know, she don't strike me as like, you know, she's on our side a little bit. She started going on the breakfast club. She started wearing M's. I was like, okay, what's this about? Like that type of stuff made me not really. She was wearing Tim's? Yeah, like she got, yeah, she got off like a private jet. She was wearing like Tim's or something. They were like a version of Tim's, um, like women's Tim's or something. And people were pointing it out on Twitter and I was like, okay. See, when, when Black people have to kind of like, which I don't think that's okay, but like when Black people kind of have to like fight for their um, their Blackness in a way, which I feel like she was trying to do that so she could get the Black vote, it starts to look sp- suspicious to me because I feel like with that, she should have just literally went on interviews and just been like, I don't have to justify that for anyone. Like, I am who I am. Um, <laughs> I mean, she kind of said that on Breakfast Club. And Wait, what was that? And, and she's also biracial too. So why she just got to fight to be black? Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. It makes me. So when you ask me, do I trust her? It's like, it makes me look at her a little sideways. Cause it's like, why are you trying to push for the black card so hardly when you should just come out as a person who is trying to help the people period. You know, you're not oh. just catering right. to the black vote, which I know is right. the majority, but I don't like that though, because how every every uh, politician wants a black vote, wants a black vote, but they mm-hmm. don't want black lives. They don't want us to live and be happy yeah. and make money for the economy. Like, why don't they want us to be happy? Why do they want to, you know, pull us over in the car and shoot us and kill us and and, and you know, ostracize yeah. us and ridicule us and and cop our style and but they want our vote though. So it's right. like, why? Uh- also, side note, y'all, I don't know if anybody's seen this, but um, earlier, I think Hillary, I want to say, was it Hillary Clinton? No. One of the politicians, I forgot which one it was, um, maybe, maybe Tavi, you've seen this, but she was wearing, um, she was wearing a dashiki, and she like, she, <laughs> look, <laughs> y'all should have saw I forgot who that was, but some people might know what I'm talking about. She was wearing a dashiki and it was like, it was like an interview or she was talking like on the, um, on the podium. Is this recent? This is about a a couple of months ago, I want to say. The congressional Democrats criticized for wearing kente cloth. Yes, that's what she was wearing. And honoring George Floyd. Yeah, I yes. know why he was all wearing the. Uh, oh, Pelosi, that's who. Yes, her. <laughs> I used to Hillary Clinton. I'm weak. Yeah, yes. I, I do remember seeing those <laughs> pictures and seeing him taking a knee. But I'm yeah. also wondering, like, why did they do that? And what's the kente cloth? Was it was George Floyd? No, he wasn't. And that's the thing. It, was it, he they were African? like, like, what was George Floyd? Like, I, obviously black, but like, you know, was he also? I don't think African so. Or from, from African country. 
because I looked it up and I didn't find anything about it unless I wasn't looking hard enough. So that was a mess. I know I, the only reason why I joked and said Hillary Clinton because people have been like making memes on Twitter, like putting a lot of these white politicians and like Kente Cloth and like Dashikis and like saying like, you know, like they're doing that for the black vote, which that's what it kind of looks like. And when they did that, I was just, I was honestly internally, I was, I felt so uncomfortable because I'm like, why did you have to do that? You could have went up there, spoke in your regular suit yes. and not have like, you know, that was so unnecessary. Um. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it's performative. I remember seeing the pictures and thinking like, are they doing a show? What is this? It just looks so dramatic to me. And uh, a University Oxford researcher says, my ancestors did not invent kente cloth for them to be worn by a publicity obsessed politicians and activism in 2020 as activism in 2020. Um, Jade Bentil, a Ghanaian Nigerian researcher at the University of Oxford. Kente cloth is believed to have been produced as early as a hundred as a thousand one thousand BC among the Akan and Ewi or Iwi peoples of Western Africa, Western Africa in modern day Ghana and Togo, according to the African American Intellectual History Society. And the colors have a meaning. Gold is symbolizes status, serenity, green is renewal, blue means pure, spirit harmony, reddish passion, and black is union with ancestors, spiritual awareness. So they're wearing that and taking a knee in a performative stance to support George Floyd, who I don't even know has ever claimed to be from any part of West Africa or any African nation, or not even just that, embracing um, um, African culture, West African culture and traditions. So that's why that's that's kind of confusing. It's like, why would y'all do that? And there's black people in there too, but that don't make it any better. It's just, yeah. you know, African heritage, why is Pelosi wearing that? What does that do? Tokenism doesn't doesn't change laws and doesn't save lives. Mm -hmm. George Floyd ain't even alive to see this. And where are they doing this anyway? Um, <laughs> Emancipation Hall. What the fuck was the point of this? June 8th. Yeah. See, the only thing, the only reason why I brought that up is because a lot of politicians are trying to get the black vote. Like they want black people to want to like them and different things like that. And it's like it's not a popularity contest. And it like, <laughs> the last thing I need for a white person to do is wear <laughs> anything that is Afrocentric, black centric. Caribbean centric. Mm -hmm. I don't need them to dress, speak, imitate, look like right. anything that has anything to do with melanated peoples. That is For the anything. last thing because we already discovered that that no longer means, or it never did anyway, that they're on our side. We mm -hmm. finally learned to stop tricking ourselves and thinking just because they dance like us or wear their hair like us that they really like us. No, they mm -hmm. want to be us, but they don't need us. If they could find out a way to suck the blackness out of us completely and leave us <laughs> at bones and, and, like, and, get and out. noodles, if they, right, if they could figure out how to suck all of our essence out of us and store it in a fucking bottle somewhere in the in in the dang wherever they store weird stuff and like, that shit, yeah. and then eradicate us and then find a way to replicate our DNA on their own just to use what the fuck they need, they would do that. That's I I really believe that. And so with these politics, they can't replicate us, so they 
try to they try to to appeal to our emotions and ooh and ah make us feel like they really with us and shit so we vote for that i'm not stupid i'm not gonna vote for you because you wore a kentacloth dashiki or or you wore waist beads from yoruba or you wore you wore some um some type of headdress all of a sudden oh you're one of us like no i don't trust you and that it, makes me more uncomfortable. I was going to say, if anything, that pisses Black people off more. It makes them not like you. I mean, if they're a reasonable person, like, they're not going to look at you and be like, oh, yeah, like, she's with, like, what? That's going to piss you off. It's gonna, it's not even going to want to make you, like, even hear what they even got to say after that because you think that they're mocking you. I feel like this could be another topic from another time, but sometimes I feel like us Black Americans don't get the same love and support that we try to give to our African counterparts because we're awakening and discovering our ancestry, our heritage, and what we what was taken from us. And we try our best to not to appropriate different cultures, but to learn as much as possible about everything and the love that we have for that continent and those languages and those people. I feel like it's not requited. It's not reciprocated at all. And so when things like this happen, where we speak out about injustice, about, you know, even, like in this case, it'd be Caribbean, speaking out against what happened with the Jamaican flag and why we think it's ignorant and whatever. But then we get ridiculed and made fun of and called names and such. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, why? When are y'all going to stand for us? I can't say that I was mad at the Adele thing because I, I can't speak on it. I'm not Jamaican. I really feel like I have no stance on that photo, but I remember looking at it and being like, oh my goodness, why? Like, I remember asking why, but I didn't get mad at her. But some people <laughs> got mad. Some people got really mad and some people just made jokes about it. I think black people made, you know, we made jokes as we always do. And I think that's when, I think that's when like, um, actually Jamaican people got mad they got really upset. I don't know. What do you think about it? I I found it interesting that a lot of people that who are native to Africa and the Caribbeans that they were kind of saying like black people shouldn't be as upset about it because we're not from there originally like you know it was like a competition of who's blacker and it was kind of funny it was it was a little it was a little entertaining because it's like okay in the same boat we're all you know if from the outside looking in to probably someone who isn't black they're probably like what are you like what's what, what's what are you talking about because you're all black to me so <laughs> the, the, it literally doesn't matter so <laughs> so we from, all look the same to them don't matter exactly. we all black and i found out that like with that whole adele issue i mean i knew this previously but with that adele issue that just showed that we have an eternal issue with ourselves um that it's like how could you I don't know how could I didn't even know there was a battle on blackness well yeah. I mean I did but like you know learning as an adult we it's goofy I didn't know we weren't unified enough I, I yeah. really thought we was all kumbaya we were all <laughs> but no yeah. it's, it just really brings out the hatred the self-hatred and the the truth of the matter is is that black people people who are African, people who are Caribbean, whatever our distinctive ethnicities, identities are, it's polarizing because certain topics make us go head to head. Like we don't, 
have that love but I don't know it's like we need to be more unified or else this is going to keep happening then it's like whose problem is it like we see Adele in, in a um, bikini that has the Jamaican flag who's allowed to be upset about it just right. Jamaicans what if you're Jamaican and you love it what if you think she looks cute right and what if you're black American and maybe you don't you know speak patois or your family is from Jamaica but you're black American what if you're from Ghana and you see it do you get to have an opinion or no you have to shut up because your people wasn't in Jamaica you don't get to talk about it you know what if you know what I mean like it's weird going back to the presidential like the presidential campaign people they're trying to um appeal to the black vote so much that they're going to end up just offending a lot of people and that's what a lot of people have been doing lately since you know the black lives matter um rallies and everything have been coming have been becoming so popular it's like they are it's like the things that people are doing to try to seem not racist are actually making them look a little suspicious. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's like those white friends who want to be there for you too much. It's like, okay, you know, it's like asking me if I'm okay every day. It's like, all right, like, you know, like it's <laughs> like, it becomes a lot after a while. I'm not saying we don't appreciate that because that is needed, but it's like, you're doing it because you feel like you have to. And because someone's telling you to, it's like a child, it's like, oh, you know, you have to get up every day and brush your teeth, which it's like, right. okay, so the kid is gonna get up and do it every day. So it feels like with them, they're like, oh, I have to check on all my black friends every day. It's like, no, you don't. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like, so with this presidential campaign, I honestly hope that, well, I can't hope anything for Trump. He's gonna be who he is, but I hope for Biden for his sake that he doesn't dig himself too deep a hole because our generation is very quick to say we're just not going to vote for anybody because options are yeah. just like you will literally vote for nobody yeah and it's like i hope for his sake that he honestly sees that the majority is younger people and he does something he says something or trying to promise something that we're gonna want or we're gonna like you know like anything that we're concerned about because our generation, I feel like, are a lot are a lot more concerned with what's going on politically and like in the world more than what past generations were. Because when past generations, like they were just mad at the government, yeah. literally. Yeah. I get mad when I think about Biden because he spent a great chunk of his career um, helping to maintain the systemic racism that we all suffer from today. He was a huge part in the crime bill and all these things that were racist against Black people and because he was not open-minded and because he didn't take the time to actually go into these communities and be part of this work, part of the progression of America. And in fact, just assumed that we were all thugs and could beat him and his wife. And we were, you know, undeserving of, of, of dignity. He worked really hard to make things more, more difficult for us. And now in his old age, he gets up here after serving eight years with President Obama and he's asking us, he's trying to appeal to our humanity. He's asking us to vote for him. And as a black woman, it's it's frustrating because I wanna be, I wanna support him because I liked him 
when he stood next to Barack Obama, Barack Obama made him look more ideal. Mm-hmm. But then we find out all this creepy stuff about him and all this. But then we also find out the tragic stuff about him. And it's it's just a headache. It's like, how do you separate your emotions from politics? How do you look at this man objectively and say, you are fit to be president, you are unfit to be president? Um, do we judge him based off of what he's done when he was a senator? Do we base it off of what he said when he was standing across from President Trump the other night? How do we know that we're going to be in in good hands if he's president, you know? And then with Kamala Harris next to him, is it really going to be a good duo? Are they going to make a good team or is this something more nefarious? Paranoia is just at an all-time high, honestly. (laughs) I really don't have a clear answer. Yeah, it's... Well, I don't know. Do you think they're going to pass everything with the 25th Amendment? Do you think Mike Pence is going to end up being president for like a few weeks? What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> that whole, that, that that sentence just stressed me out. Like when you said that you could be, a pre- be the president for a few weeks. Because you think Ooh. about how this year went. I don't think I want him being the president even for a day because so much can just happen. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, I don't particularly think that's a good idea but I also it's like that middle space it's like there's really no option because you don't want Mike Pence to be in there and running the campaign and doing that for Trump but you also don't want Trump to leave the campaign so it takes even longer for us to get him out of office so I just want to come back that's all (laughs) that man is never coming back he didn't got gray hairs he you know, riding jet skis. He is not coming back. <laughs> He's good. All these people who are ignorant, I should say, are just playing around with our future. It's easy. Right. They have the privilege of playing po- political game games when the rest of us are shaking in our boots because this is really affecting our freedom, our mental health. It's affecting programs is affecting everything like this is not a game for us it's a game for them and it's messed up to watch it play out like a bad movie yeah yeah that's kind of how it feels right now (laughs) and also side note i don't know if you guys been seeing this but there's literally a whole series about um the presidential campaign i forgot what channel it's coming on but i've seen advertisement for it on youtube and it is like it made my eye twitch like it was so annoying i'm like are you really what is it it's called (sighs) let me see is it a fictional show or is it like a um it's fictional like these are actors playing as like donald trump and biden what really yeah yeah like it's like an adaption or something it's (laughs) i'm trying to find oh my god it was everywhere for like two weeks and then they just like stopped promoting it because I don't know if anyone watched it. It feels like a fever dream, but I swear to God, I remember it. Oh, is it is it uh, the choice 2020 Trump versus Biden? Yes, yeah, that, that. Okay. Well, <laughs> look into what has shaped President Donald Trump and presidential candidate Joe Biden, where they came from and how they lead. This air date is September 22nd, 2020. Um, it's episode, it's season 38, episode 27 of The Choice. Okay, so it's just it's just one episode about this. Yes. It's a Frontline PBS. Oh, the show is called Frontline. 
Okay, because the previous episode was was called Police and the Police, and the episode after that is called America's Medical Supply Crisis. Wow, this show has everything. <laughs> hey, makes sense that they would be advertising something so dramatic. It came out already. That's probably why they stopped um, promoting it. Any final thoughts on this whole thing? Um, all I have to say is that really, like, honestly, for all our listeners, please go out there and vote and just make your opinion heard. And you can honestly, honestly, um, no matter who runs this country, you have control to an extent, but you have control over your, you know, over your right to express your opinion and to let people know what you want to be changed. You can write letters to, you know, to Congress and the Senate about what you want to be different in this country. Like, you know, nobody's stopping you for that. So like, you know, even if the president ends up being like, you know, the devil himself or something else, you have every right to still, you know, be active and don't just give up because a certain person is the president because it might seem like it's the end of the world, but it's not, hopefully not. So (laughs) that's all I want to say. I want to say like, go out there and vote. The option seems so horrible, but honestly, it'll be worth it um, to to honestly go out there and and at least try to get the best, the you know, the lesser of two evils. That's what I wanted to say. I agree. It's funny, someone I know uh, recently said, I don't agree with calling Biden the lesser of two evils because one of the candidates is actually super racist and doesn't care if we get COVID and the other one actually wants us to have a stable government. And I was like, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. I agree with you with with Karen. You guys have to vote. This episode will be up before the election day. So we just urge that you guys do vote. This time last year, we were already talking about it. You guys need to vote. Seriously, you're better off using your voice than having it taken away. I mean, people literally died for the ability to do this. So Mm -hmm. there's no point in us, you know, taking that for granted you have that right if you have the freedom to vote please use your voice right just because otherwise what's the point you know what is the point of being in this country if you're not going to do the one thing that you should do which is to vote otherwise that's you agreeing to be complacent and you accepting whatever outcome arrives if the president is announced and it's not the one you wanted but you did not vote it just is what it is at that point. So I'm gonna vote because I don't want to not be part of the right side of history. And this is probably a very serious thing and it's very scary, but this is the reality that we're in. And uh, with that being said, I mean, that's all I have for you guys on today's episode. And that's all I have. Honestly, be safe out there, (laughs) y'all. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.